Cut it there. Cut, 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 cut! Ribbit! And cut. Cut! Cut! Terrific! Cut! And cut! Cut! Let's try it again. Cut! And cut! 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 Check the game. Cut it! Cut! I did Welcome to Cut, just another movie podcast. I'm Annie. I'm Angie. And we're two siblings that love movies. Entering spooky season. We kind of teased that on the last episode, but officially we are in October. We are doing four episodes this month, which is a lot for us. And we're actually starting off with a preview of a movie that we saw last night. So we're going to do a quick review on that film, as well as we're going to do three more episodes this month another preview of a movie that's yet to come out. We're going to do a live commentary on a movie that Angie's seen. I haven't seen, but it's another scary movie. So that'll be interesting to see my real-time reactions and comments and, and all that good stuff. And then finally, we're going to end the month with our casual or our typical deep dive of a film, another scary movie, and that's going to sum up October. So a lot of episodes that we're going to be producing. We really hope that you guys are following us. I guess on social media, we are on Instagram and Twitter at CutMoviePod, as well as on YouTube where we do a video episode of every podcast. So search CutMoviePod and you should be able to find us. And let's go ahead and talk about yesterday. So we saw a screening of Halloween Kills at Beyond Fest, which we've talked about Beyond Fest before. But for those who don't know, they usually do a festival around this time where they preview films that are spooky, thrillers, scary, as well as free screenings of classics. Like I think they're doing what A Clockwork Orange this year. Yeah, they're doing, I believe, A Clockwork Orange, but they're also doing some more recent kind of horror releases. Like they're doing Autopsy of Jane Doe at midnight. They're doing the remake of Evil Dead. And then they also do some weird like niche movies like they're doing Dr. Caligari, which we saw the trailer of yesterday, which just seems weird. I want to see it just because <laughs> it looks so And then Barbarian Sound Studio. So Beyond Fest has kind of been known to be not necessarily like a horror film festival, but just like one of the biggest genre film festivals. And like Manny was saying, they do not just horror stuff, but they do like thrillers like they're showing Collateral next week. Which I'm going to. Which Manny's going to. And they also do like never before seen movies like premieres like the Halloween Kills one we went to last night. So it's just a really great kind of film festival to go to if you're in the L.A. area. And year round, they also do free screenings like we mentioned in previous podcasts. That's how we got to see Old before it was released to the public. And we saw Pig as well. And they unite with the American Cinematheque. We should talk about the American Cinematheque. Um, American Cinematheque has been around for many years and it's a revival house of classic films all year round. And so they teamed up with Beyond Fest and it's a great combination. I think it's like the perfect marriage of bringing the genre of Beyond Fest, but also kind of the resources that American Cinematheque has with hosting just again, old films and world premieres and all of that. And so it was super fun yesterday. I had a blast. Yeah, they really make you feel like you're in a VIP kind of film situation, no matter what screening you go to, whether it's like, you know, they give out freebies or yesterday when we got the Halloween Kills stuff, we got like a lanyard that said like VIP access Halloween Kills. And so it's really fun experience to go to any Beyond Fest screening, even if it's just like a movie that already came out, because they always kind of do either Q&As or they have contests. And it's really nice as someone that's like really into film to kind of 
be able to do that kind of stuff again because they do have it in three different movie houses. So they do the Los Feliz three, they do movies theater arrow in Santa Monica. And then yesterday we were at the Hollywood Legion, which I think is, they hadn't done it at the Hollywood Legion before. Right. I think this is the first year that they're doing. Yeah. So the Hollywood Legion theater, I had never been to it before and it's, it's, really nice i really yeah, enjoyed it, it used to be an old hall before they like refurbished it to to a movie theater um yeah it's a great facility if you've never been and you're in the la area definitely check it out because i feel like they're going to do a lot more screenings not just throughout this month but like throughout the rest of the year um so it was a great venue the crowd was great um before halloween kills uh came out they the MCs were dressed up in like Halloween costumes and we got we'll put some photos yeah. here if you're watching this on YouTube and video and they were just really into it. And then they had a contest. They had women go up and like hold out these pumpkins above guys laying on the ground to see who could like hold it out. And they were giving away posters from the movie. And then what was the, uh, the big moment, Angie, the big moment, which I didn't see coming. I don't think anybody saw it coming. They were about to announce the movie and were like, well, the projector's not up to standard, so we're going to give it a few minutes. And here to introduce and tell you a little about the movie is Jamie Lee Curtis. So Jamie Lee Curtis came out and talked to us for a bit and used a t-shirt gun and threw out t-shirts at people, which was really, really cool to see. She was drunk, though, right? I don't think she was drunk. I think she was drunk. I'm pretty sure she doesn't do that well, stuff anymore. Well, she came out, well, post a little bit of video clip here <laughs> now. She came out like very just like, is everyone drunk out That's here? That's just how she is. I don't, I don't think I don't think she was drunk. Know. Jamie, if you're watching this, I know you weren't drunk. It's fine. Maybe she wasn't drunk, but she was buzzed. I think she was she'd okay. been drinking a few cocktails. Because she was also saying she doesn't stay up very late. She's yeah. like, it's past my bedtime. Everyone, like I shouldn't even be here. And then what I loved that she said too is like, I want to thank you guys for my career because without you, I wouldn't be here. But I also don't want to meet any of you. And I have no interest in like talking to any of you. And so like, I'm going to like take off. And, and so she didn't even stay for the screening, but it was super cool to see her. Before we get into our review of the movie, I want to talk a little bit about first impressions of the Halloween Kills trailer. Had you seen the trailer before? I saw it once. What'd and you think? what I do remember from it is that it seemed gorier than the first one. The first one was like, okay, there were a few cool kill scenes. Like I remember someone getting jabbed in the eye. I forget who it was at one point. And, and then you could see a reprise of some of the old characters from the original Halloween, which I thought was really cool. 
But other than that, that's pretty much all the memories that I have of it. So it was, it was just kind of those, I knew that I was going to be gorier and there were going to be some old characters and that was pretty much it. When I saw it, I was kind of, <laughs> I, I had a, I was annoyed because, and I think Twitter felt the same way when I looked because they showed pretty much all of the kills in that initial trailer, or at least a lot of the really good ones. And when I saw it, I was just kind of like, well, you just showed me the entire movie in this like trailer. But I was still excited because I, I do like the Halloween films. And I think, you know, they're one of the biggest franchises as far as horror movies goes because they're one of the original ones. So I was excited to see it. And I did see the 2018 version, which we're, we're going to talk about quite a bit throughout this episode. So I was excited to see it, but I was kind of just like, well, I feel like I already saw it. And I think that's a problem just in general with modern trailers. It's very rare that there's a trailer nowadays that kind of keeps things secret. And I feel like they just want to barrage you with like, here's all the action. Here's like everything that's going to happen. And they don't leave any mystery to it. And so it does feel like when you see the movie that you kind of already saw it. Um, going back to seeing Halloween, I, re I barely remembered. Me too. And this isn't to go anything <laughs> against about the movie. But it was just my faulty memory that I have a hard time remembering things sometimes. So I rewatched the day before we went to go see it. And I was like, oh, yeah, like this was like a decent movie. Like yeah. I enjoyed it. And what other memories do you have of, of the original Halloween? I honestly, the first Halloween movie, and I'm sorry <laughs> that I saw was the Rob Zombie version, the first one. And that was because a friend of mine gave me the DVD for Christmas, which is weird. I wasn't into horror movies yet. Like I was still kind of afraid to watch them. And that was the first one that I saw, which I don't hate it. I like the first Rob Zombie one. The second one I didn't really like, but the first one. And then I think maybe I can't remember when I saw like the original one with Jamie Lee Curtis. But as far as the rest of them, I've kind of seen them in bits and pieces. I did see Halloween 3 Season of the Witch recently. How was that? I did not like it. Sorry for the people that do like it. But a lot of people hate it. And I'm one of them. Like, it was not good. I mean, realistically, how many good Halloween movies are there? There's the original, which is obviously the classic. Yeah. Really great. And then there's a lot of meh. And then there's, to me, 2018. Yeah. And there's also, like, the timelines where... You know, for the longest time, we thought Lori was Michael's sister. And then in the 2018 one, they were like, no, she's not. And then it's just like a weird kind of Marvel universe at this point where they have to make infographics of like which timeline fits where. Right. So, yeah, like I agree with you. I think I the first one is really, really good. And then the 2018 one is pretty decent. Not bad. After that rewatch that I had, I was like, you know, this is pretty good. And so I feel like it was a good setup to, to see Halloween Kills. Um, what we're going to do before we sort of move on is we're going to do a non-spoiler review because we're going to post this. Film comes out. We're recording this the day after. So this is Saturday the 2nd? 2nd. 2nd. Movie doesn't come out till the 15th and we need to figure out the embargo situation. Yeah. So we are going to post it before it comes out. So we're going to keep it spoiler free. And then what we're going to do is we'll set up. I think we should do some like stabbing sounds. Yeah. Like chopping up vegetables or something. We'll cue that sound. <laughs> 
And then we'll talk about spoilers. We're not going to go over the whole movie like we did last time because it's going to take forever, but just kind of like what stuck out to us. So here we go. Because we had seen the 2018 Halloween version like most recently, like you said, you saw the day before, I was pretty hopeful for the second one because again, it was David Gordon Green. And like we found out this is part two in a three-part series. So there's going to be Halloween Ends is going to be the next one. And I was kind of disappointed when I saw it. Like it seemed very over the top, but like not like the kills were definitely over the top, but that was cool. Like I expected that. And I liked that a lot. To me, the best part of the whole movie were the kills. Were the kills. <laughs> like that's what I was looking forward to at some point in the movie. I was like, okay, I just want to see the next person die. Cause I want to see how they're going to die. But the story was just like very over the top. And like, there were some moments that I'll talk about later where I was like, this didn't need to be, explained in this way like you could have just left it so I kind of I don't know and like there were a few moments where we like laughed where we probably shouldn't have been laughing and it just felt like it never fully came together it kind of just felt like weird vignettes of like Michael killing people (laughs) I don't know well going back to what I was talking about with the trailer is that we do see older characters from Mm -hmm. the original now you know older and still in this universe. And so there are a lot of flashbacks, a lot of nostalgia trips that I thought were okay. But I feel like sometimes it relied too heavy on those. And I've seen Halloween maybe once throughout my life, not, you know, and so I even miss some of the cues. I miss, uh, you know, people would clap and I figured, oh, it's an old character or whatever. But I even was like, oh, like, you know, the fact that you had to see the original one to get this one seemed like it was like kind of, you know, relying too much on that stuff, if that makes sense. There was those moments where like you would see a character and then they would show you the part of the original movie where the character was in, which I kind of liked, like for me, because I didn't remember. And I was like, oh, that's that character. Like, that makes sense. But I do see how you would say it was a little too heavy handed. And honestly, I was while I was watching the movie, I was like, what? can I compare this to? And it honestly kind of reminded me of like the force awakens with star Wars. Cause it was just like this, like regurgitation of like the original movie, which there's, I mean, it's not to say that fan service is bad. Like fan service can be really good. Like they have the little, which isn't really a spoiler because you see it in the trailer, they have the little nod to like season of the witch and um, the shamrock masks, which I thought was cool, even though I thought the movie sucked, but <laughs> that the little nod was kind of cool. So that was kind of like, an example of fan service that really works and people kind of lose their minds in the theater when they see it. But if I felt like it was maybe a little bit too much fan service. Because it is part two of a three chapter saga. You're for, I think David Gordon Green is forced to like, well, how can I make this more interesting, but still have to deliver another movie with Michael Myers in it. And he's still alive. And especially once we get towards the ending, you're just kind of like, well, here we go again. Yeah, you know? kind of. Like, how how else is it going to resolute itself right. to set up for a third film? Like, there's, you know, are you going to bring in aliens? Are you going to bring in, you know, Swamp Thing? You know, it really goes nowhere. It, it yeah. just kind of it's circles just just around loop, itself. Yeah. Which, like you're saying, it kind of makes sense because it's the second movie. So, like, how much development can you really do without, like, I don't know, something major happening? Which I guess I'll also talk about later. So it does make sense that it is the way it is, but I just, I don't know. It just felt like it was missing like meat, you know? Yeah, sub, sub, substance yeah. and 
some of the the way that the sequences in the move transition from sequence to sequence just felt clunky and again a little bit forced but also I'll- it looks different from the first like i really like the look of the first one in 2018 because it's like darker shades of like gray and like blues and like it just looks like grimy versus this one where it just kind of like the colors are all very bright and it just looks I don't know. It looks, I don't know. I just didn't really like the way it looked compared to the 2018 version. When I initially saw the 2018 version, I thought it was meh. But then when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, this is like pretty solid. And I think how the first one ends where, you know, the house was, you thought it was like a cell for, you know, for Lori and Karen, but it was really a cell for Michael Myers and the trap for him and to get him. And then the fire uh, engulfs the house. And that, that was the whole plan from the beginning. I thought that was a very cool resolution and also just the way that it ended with the three women at the back and um, Karen's daughter has a knife. And I thought like, ooh, maybe this will like she's going to be the next Michael Myers or like there's going to be like a, a female version of Michael Myers. Um, but then, you know, you realize it's more regurgitation. It's more of the same thing. Splashing with some nostalgia here and there. And then now we have to the resolution. You know, so it's it's suffered. I I think it has these built in limitations that makes it really difficult for you to go anywhere new, go anywhere different, because you have to conclude it with the third one and you have you have to bring Michael Myers back. Like there's no other way. Yeah. And that was kind of the the thing that I was thinking during the movie, because I kind of forgot that there was going to be a third one. And so there there's, you know. Yeah, you have that thing where you're like, okay, I know this is going to end with Mike Myers coming back eventually. So how are we going to get there? And I feel like they could have done something better to get to that point. But just the way that they did it was just kind of like you were saying, just like a regurgitation of, you know. I'll get to it in the spoiler part, but there's that scene where you think like something dramatic is finally going to happen to Michael Myers. And it's set up in this gigantic sequence, climax. And then the following sequence right after that negates all of that. And then you're back to square one and you're just like, I did enjoy that sequence though. Yeah, it was, (laughs) it was a cool sequence, but the sequence following it was not very good. And it's very, again, over explanation, even though we're seeing what the characters describing and, Mm -hmm. and it's, I feel like that's the trap that some movies fall into where visually the audience gets what's happening. I don't need the characters to tell me again and it seems, what I'm seeing. That's part of it that seems very like forced and almost like cheap is that they're like giving these dramatic like explanations of what you're seeing. And you're like, I get it. Like, you don't have to tell me like and it happens more than once in the movie, too. And you're just like, oh, God, here comes another one. So that kind of felt a little dramatic and like it was trying to take itself seriously almost like a like um like a spoof of a halloween movie whereas the halloween 2018 one is pretty serious and it doesn't seem fake like it seems genuinely like dark and like serious yeah and especially the way that 2018 starts where yeah. they go to the asylum mm-hmm. and you know the podcasters are researching the case and michael myers seems like a very intimidating character you know through the whole very beginning of the movie and so yeah, once he puts the mask back on and he's back to Michael Myers, you're actually pretty... I was pretty terrified in 2018. Whereas in the second part, this version, it seemed very campy. It seemed kind of like 
the sequels from the original 78 version that where you're just kind of like, okay, it's Michael Myers. I get it, but I'm not. He can't die. Yeah. Scared. And that's what I liked about when I talk about, you know, the Rob Zombie version. That's what I enjoyed about that first version is it makes him a very like real character where this is. I know that they kind of go on and on about how this is not just a man of flesh and blood, like something supernatural is there. And that's fine. I get that. But just making him, like you said, in the 2018 version and the first Rob Zombie one, making him seem like a tangible person, like this is an actual person who had a story, who was a kid, makes it scarier to me because it's just like a person versus like this like supernatural kind of being that ends up being campy, like you were saying. And I do understand that, you know, this is a horror movie. Like, believe me. I get that. And it's not supposed to be taken like super seriously or anything like that. But I think that horror movies still need to have some sort of element of like substance, even if it's just like a movie about people getting murdered. I feel like there still has to be some kind of, you know, some kind of substance that makes it less empty. Having said all that, I think this is a good time to segue into the spoiler part of the review. So here we are. We're going to, I'm going to add in the audio of, Chopping stuff up with a knife. Here we go. The spoiler review of Halloween Kills. One of the moments that I was looking forward to the most because I saw it in the trailer. And honestly, the trailer makes it look way better than it actually ends up being in the movie. And that's the sequence pretty early on where Michael makes his escape from the burning house and all the firefighters come out and he just like kills all the firefighters in the trailer. It makes it look so badass because you see like the shot of him like impaling one with like a pickaxe or something. But in the movie, like it looks so stupid when it happens because he's just like, like doing these weird like karate moves and then the firefighters just like go down. It's like Michael Myers is Batman. Where yeah. he's just taking on like a dozen guys and then just taking him out super fast. Which like. is cool, taking on a dozen guys. But like the way that the trailer made it look, like I was expect- expecting like a bloodbath or like these like very creative kills. But it just kind of ends like super quickly. And you're just like, I was like, oh, that was it. Like I was really looking forward to that. And it's just kind of just like. The thing that stuck out initially for me was the casting. And so, like, you had Tommy come back, the little boy from the original one, played by Anthony Michael Hall, which I thought was fucking incredible. See him in a, in a Halloween movie. And then you had Lonnie come back as well. You had Marion Chambers come back and Lizzie Wallace come back. And so there's a scene where they're at, uh, like, a bar and it's Halloween night. And Anthony Michael Hall's, like, it's like Mike Knight, open Mike Knight. And he's, like, tell- retelling the story of Michael Myers. and even that scene was a little again forced and like we already know the story and then what's the what's the slogan from the movie evil dies tonight evil dies tonight everyone thinks that uh michael myers is dead you know that he burned in the in the fire but then he starts killing random people and he kills the firefighters and then word gets out that he's still on the loose and so it gets to tommy and basically he kind of takes it upon his own to like group all the civilians of the city to be like, we're going to fucking kill him tonight and it ends tonight. And it becomes this whole like pitchfork, you know, let's yeah. kill the beast. And uh, when, you know, they asked Jason Blum and David Gordon Green about kind of just like what, like the theme of the movie was going to be or like a big 
talking point of the movie. And they said like the mob mentality, which you see like a bunch in the movie. But again, it just feels forced. Like you're just like Anthony Michael, Tommy, the whole I fucking hate that character so much. I was waiting for him to die. And when he did, I was just like, oh, finally, like, ugh, I hate him. And when he's giving that speech in the bar, he says something that's like, fear will not silence us or like fear will. But and I was just like, oh, this is sounding like Republican almost <laughs> like I kind of didn't like that. And yeah, th- then he gets like everyone to rally and they all kind of come out with like their guns and they're like, we're going to find him. And it's just I don't know. It just becomes kind of tacky. It's sort of like in this line of like they're trying to make Michael Myers seem like like a child rapist or like a or some neighborhood very freddy krueger of them but it doesn't really fit the michael Myer, michael myers lore like it, it it's like they're trying to make him like real but it's, it just doesn't really fit in that in that universe and so much so that towards the end like i felt bad i wanted michael myers to kill all of them like i felt <laughs> bad for him i was like dude they're like hunting him down like just let him be like chill you know and that kind of becomes exacerbated when i mean i guess I'll talk about it now. Throughout the movie, you think it's Michael Myers or Tommy thinks it's Michael Myers, but it's not. It's just like this man that's escaped like the mental ward. That's one of the things that I forgot about when I rewatched the 2018 version, because you do forget that they were on a bus with all these other people from the asylum and they just kind of like end they up kind of scatter around yeah, the city. Yeah. And so there's one of them that's left and there's a scene where they're at the hospital. And that's where like Lori is because, you know, Lori's still recovering from her wound. And then that's also where uh, Deputy Frank uh, Hawkins is, who's also fucked up. Judy Greer's character. Karen. Karen, <laughs> which I think is funny. Karen. <laughs> she keeps saying like that Michael's coming here. So yeah. the, the hospital ends up be- becoming the focus area of like where like everyone kind of just like shows up. The escapee from the asylum shows up too. And there's this big confusion of like, is it Michael Myers? Because no one really knows what he looks like. And enters a mom mentality again. And so they start going after this innocent asylum guy. Yeah. And you have this like sequence where even like Lori kind of thinks it's Michael at some point. And she's like, is it him? Is it him? And they're like looking. And then she realizes that it's not him. And so she's like, you guys, it's not him. But of course, everyone's like ready to kill whoever the fuck it is. So nobody listens to her. And Karen goes and is like, I'm going to fix this. And basically she like finds the the escapee and is like come on I'm gonna help you like let's get out and like ends up locking him between these like two doors so that the the mob can't get him they end up like breaking through the door and ultimately this guy like sees no other way out and he breaks the window and ends up jumping and killing himself meanwhile at the bottom of the building there's like media yeah and like people, everyone's out there people are still chanting to like kill him yeah. because they think it's Michael Myers and then that's like the stupidest line ever because Anthony Michael Hall comes down and then sees the body and then realizes like, Oh shit. Like that's really not Michael Myers. And then Karen is down there too. And then what does he say about like Michael Myers, not the monster. We're we're the the monsters. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, the setup was like this big montage visually where there's this back and forth where you see Judy Greer, like falling to pieces, very emotional. Yeah. Telling people that they're wrong. And, and then, Again, you're seeing it. You we can internalize it. it. We got it. And then Anthony Michael Hall drops that stupid and it just line. Ruined, just and like, like, okay. And that to me was kind of like it happened. And I was like, okay, why? 
I get why, you know, because they really wanted to drive home the mom mentality bit. And at some point, like before he jumps, I was like, oh, man, he's going to he's going to kill himself because everyone's chasing him. So he's going to fucking jump. And I was like, cool, I guess. Like, so it kind of I don't know. It just felt cheap. Like, I know I've, I've said that several times throughout the review. And it just yeah, especially with him saying that, oh, we're the real monster. Like. Okay. And then you go to like, I think Lori says it, or maybe Karen says it, where she's like, I think Lori does. She's like, this is what Michael wanted. He wanted us to like, this was his plan. This all was along. his plan. And it's just, I don't know. It just feels dumb. And that's where the movie shifts into like this whole thing of like questioning who's really the bad guy. Is Michael Myers really the bad guy or is the mom mentality the yeah. bad guy? At this point, like, how many people has Michael Myers killed? like a shit ton a bunch <laughs> yeah most of the original characters are killed and then even uh in the original movie there's the there's the couple that are doctors and there's a doctor and a nurse who are at the bar when anthony michael hall does his whole spiel they end up getting killed as well which i that's the one that i i didn't want them to die the kill with the guy who's like the nurse i didn't really see that coming to where i kind of like laughed when it happened like he like stabs him through the eye and his eye like pops out. And I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Which was enjoyable for me. I always like fun kills like that, which right. are cool. But I didn't want them to die so early on because they die pretty early on. Yeah, at least like a third into the movie. And that was the thing with with those characters. And I know David or someone mentioned it in the Q&A that like they give so much life to these characters in a short amount of time, which is true for some of the characters. Like Tommy is in the entire movie and I still don't care about him. Like I just hated him even more. But this couple, the the nurse and the doctor, I really, really like them, even though we barely even met them. Same with uh, Michael McDonald and his husband, Big John and Little John. I loved their characters. I thought they were so funny. Yeah. And I loved what they did with the Mike Myers house because they're so Big John and Little John. They're like realtors and they live in the original Myers house and they've revamped all of it. And so it's all like this like dark emerald green color. And they have like all these nice like little silver silverware settings and they end up dying too but just like in the amount of time that we meet them they're just such great characters i think they did a really good job with them again i think it goes to their performance and their chemistry that they have and their build-up because they start off as two they're a couple and they're messing with little kids and it's halloween night and so there's this kind of vagueness of like where things start happening in their house where they realize like, wait, no, there's somebody inside the house. This isn't kids just kind of messing with us. And that build up to the climax of then Michael Myers eventually killing them. I thought it was so well done. That was really good. A point where I think it's like little John, he's like has a knife and he's just kind of looking and he passes by a mirror and he sees his reflection. That was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a testament to like Michael McDonald's kind of like comedic chops is that like they worked really well with that character. And yeah, that whole buildup where you're like, there's someone at the back door. Nope, there's someone at the front door. Nope, there's someone in the house. And like when they're calling to each other, like they're like, Big John. Yeah, Little John. Like that whole sequence was probably my favorite in the movie. I think was it Big John that gets shanked in the armpit? Yeah. That that was like brutal. I was just like, oh no. Yeah. It's like what a way to go. And then he gets, his eyes get gouged out. Yeah. Which is awful. Speaking of couples that we only got to live with for a short amount of time throughout the movie that we liked a lot. I want to talk about Sandra and Roger who are the older couple. And when we're introduced to them, Sandra is fucking around with like a drone inside the inside house. of her house. 
And she does this cool little like flip with the drone to where people were like, oh, like when it happened in the movie. And they're just kind of chilling at home. Um, the actress that plays Sandra is actually in the 2018 version. She has like a small role in the graveyard. So they brought her back for this one, different character. Um, but they're they're hanging out in their house. And then unfortunately, you know, Michael Myers gets to them and they end up dying. And this is kind of one of the more creative kills in the movie that is just so ridiculous that it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, when he kills Sandra, he kills her with a fluorescent light bulb, like one of like the long ones, which I remember in high school, people used to like, or the boys in high school would like hit each other with those and like break them over their backs. Yeah, that was a thing. And in the movie, he breaks it and like impales her throat with it, which I don't think would work. But that reminds me, there's a lot of throat impalements in the movie. Yeah. Like starting with at the end of at the 2018 one, the yep. guy gets impaled like in the fence. Right. Right. Um, and then her husband that and that's kind of a fucked up shot too, where she's like bleeding out, like sitting on the floor and the camera's kind of like dollying like 180 and they're like in the kitchen. And her husband is basically pretty much dead at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's like slumped over the table. Yeah, and Michael Myers has him in there. They have a little island in their kitchen, and he's just kind of slumped over. And then Michael Myers just grabs every knife in their kitchen and just like shanks him I in thought, the back. I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny because <laughs> it was just like he's already dead, and Mike Myers is just like, I don't. He just looked like a little kid. Just he was like, literally <laughs> driving the point home. Ha, <laughs> yeah. ha, ha. I I thought that was funny. <laughs> Another thing that I thought was a little underwhelming to me is the lack of like Lori in the movie. I know she got fucked up at the end of 2018 version. And so she's mostly in the hospital with her wound. And there is a moment where she thinks she can get out of bed, but then she like breaks open her wound again. Um, Yeah, it seemed like, you know, I thought she would come back a little bit more, especially towards the end of the movie, towards the climax that we talked about. Um, But yeah, it's like I feel like her part was a little underwhelming. I kind of liked that they did that because I was kind of going to be annoyed if like, because there's that shot where she shoots herself up with morphine and she's just like, oh, I'm ready to go. And I was just like, if she actually is ready to go and like goes and kicks ass, like I'm going to be kind of upset <laughs> because that would never happen. But I kind of expected the climax to be in the hospital, like while she's there and have her maybe like hobble out and like hit him with a fucking, I don't know, a shovel or something. And then like kind of end up, Especially because Deputy Frank, they're in the same room. Yeah. And in in the beginning of the movie, he mentions that he's going to be the one that kills him, you know? So I kind of expected the climax to be in the hospital with Lori and the deputy, which didn't happen. Um, And it kind of, that moment ends up going to Karen at the end because she hits him with like a pitchfork or something. In the anti-climactic, climactic climactic scene. (laughs) Yeah. Which, you know, that was fine that it went to Karen. But yeah, like you were saying, I expected a little bit more of Lori. And then, yeah, she has these moments. She has that moment, too, where she, once the climax that we're about to talk about happens, Lori's, like, narrating it as it happens. And I was just like, okay. (laughs) And just also the relationship between her and the deputy. They try to make them into, like, a romantic relationship. Yeah, like, remember that night where we, like, and, like, we held hands. And he was like, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, but also they're, like, they're, they end up being just kind of, like, monologue speakers again re-explaining events that are about to happen or happen in current time and they just cut back to them and i thought that was just kind of not a great use of those two characters leading right up to the big climactic moment that we're going to talk about that didn't really work we have this i thought it was a pretty cool sequence where allison 
which is Karen's daughter, her boyfriend and Lonnie, her boyfriend's dad from who's from the original movie decide that the next place Mike Myers is hitting up is home because he kills and he always goes home. They realize that that's like he killed little John and big John. They realize that that's his pattern because he's getting closer and closer and closer to his home. And so they end up outside the old Myers house and Lonnie's like, you guys stay here. I'm going to go inside. That goes bad, obviously. So Allison and her boyfriend get out and go inside to look for Lonnie. They find out Lonnie died. And then we get this cool kind of sequence of Allison's boyfriend dying. Like he gets impaled on the stairs after he gets his like ass kicked and his like leg broken. And then I think Allison gets her leg broken too. Cause she gets she falls pushed down, down the, the stairs, stairs and lands on her leg. And it's just like, ah, yeah, you get these really cool, like kind of jump scare moments with Mike Myers, which I think is really cool when he kind of just pops out. And then from there, just when you think Mike Myers is going to kill Allison, Karen comes up from behind and like stabs him with a pitchfork. And then we get this chase scene with Karen and Mike Myers because Karen rips off Mike Myers mask. And then I really appreciate that they didn't like reveal. I was I didn't want there to be like a big face reveal. That's one of the best parts of this movie and the 2018 version where they the way it's shot and the way it's edited to where you can kind of see, see like the side, the side his and profile you see that he's bald. And, his, and his eyes fucked up. Yeah. In this one, since he was the burn victim, you know, half his mask is like, mm-hmm. you know, burnt. And so they do a really good job of hiding, you know, his real identity. I was like, I really hope they don't just like pan to his face because that would be stupid. And they don't. And so because Karen has his mask, uh, this like chase ensues with Mike Myers chasing after Karen, trying to get his mask back. He ends up finding it on the floor. And just as he's about to like reach his mask, Karen's just kind of like, gotcha, bitch. Like, I don't remember what she says, but basically it's that. And then two like the lights come on and there are like cars everywhere. And the mob and the mob is there. And they're like, you know, hitting their bats and their pitchforks. And you're just like, oh, shit, it's about to go down. He's going to die. It felt like I was like watching the Warriors. Yeah. (laughs) They're just like hitting bottles against like the fence. Right. For a second, I was like, oh, shit, they're going to kill him. Like, he's actually going to die. Like, what the fuck? And then they just start, like, beating the shit out of him, basically. And (laughs) in that moment, I noticed there's, like, a dude. Because it's, like, the whole town, and it's Halloween night. So some of them are dressed up in Halloween costumes. And there's a guy that you see dressed up in, like, a cat costume or, like, a tiger. And I was like, what the fuck is this man wearing? And they start, like, beating him up. And this is when, like, Lori's narration is, like, then they realize that it's not a man of flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. He's like supernatural, and like she says, all and of these like he can't be like, killed, he can't be killed like, the because he, yeah, the more that he kills, the stronger he gets. What I really wanted her to say is like because if he dies, this whole series is over, and we can't make no more movies and make more money. Evil dies tonight. Yeah, evil <laughs> dies tonight. Just when you think Mike Myers is dead, because he's like down. He's been shot like four times. The scene that I actually I don't know I I know you probably didn't like it. But I liked it. Um, when he comes back? Yeah, when he comes and back. And he beats the shit out of And he beats the, the shit out of everyone. And I was just like, yes. And I thought that was really cool. Because those kills were those kills were creative, even though you could only see like a second of each one of them. And the first guy he gets is fucking cat guy. Because <laughs> he tries to shoot him. And he like slices his arm. Yeah. And he still tries to shoot him with his arm all like. Mangled. And I thought that was cool. Because you see, it's like this weird, almost like Matrix equilibrium moment because he's just like just like stabbing everyone and like shooting people and then he finally gets to Tommy and he fucking stabs him and I was just like oh my god finally so I like that sequence I like that sequence more than the firefighter sequence which I expected to like a lot but I didn't 
I mean, I didn't like it because, again, it negates this whole buildup. And I understand, like, why it had to be done. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, if I was writing it and I need three movies filled with Mike Myers, I don't create this climax like that. Especially the second one. I come up with something different where, again, you try to kill him a different way and he continues to live on. Because it's like, like, how else, like, you have all these people beating the shit out of him and he's still not dead. Like, so what, it, what's it going to take, you know? Well, that's what I appreciated about the 2018 because it was the same thing. Like, I'm sure I went into the 2018 one like, oh, I know he's going to live. Yeah. But the way that they did it in this one, in the 2018 one seemed, I don't know, like it seemed more tangible, even though in this one, like a mob kicking his ass is pretty tangible. But the fact that there was like the fire and then you get that moment where she's like, no, it's a trap for him. And then like the the bars come out. I thought that was just so creative and right. so cool. Yeah. And I think that that worked a lot better than this one where it's just like the mob is killing him. You're yeah. just like, OK. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that I don't want him to live. Like I get that he has to live, but there could have been different creative choices to elongate it without it making feel like the Looney Tunes cartoons where you're like the bad With guy like you throw runner yeah and he <laughs> drops the boulder yeah. and like throws rockets at him yeah and like everything and then he's like perfectly fine like that's what it felt like to me like where this is just like this is kind of funny and i think the fact that the 2018 one that part of killing him was so much better makes him coming back a lot better than in this version oh absolutely yeah. Absolutely. Because he's just like, he walks out of the fire and you're just like, oh, shit. Like versus him like getting up after being dead, you know. And there is a little bit of a tease. I feel like maybe this is the way that the third one is going to end. Spoiler alert. There is a line where Lori's talking about the montage when she's, where she says that maybe she has to die in order yeah. for him to die. So maybe this is where it's all leading up to. I think so. But I kind of thought it was maybe going to happen in this movie. Like I thought she was going to somehow sacrifice herself and then everyone was going to be like, oh, okay, it's over. And then he was just going to come back again. But I think if it ends, I mean, it is called Halloween ends. So if it ends that way, I mean, I'll be fine with it. This middle chapter just felt a little bit clunky and like didn't need to be a trilogy. Which I think a lot of, well, I mean, some trilogies, that's kind of like the trope is like the middle chapter is always just kind of like, like in the Matrix. Well, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's at the same time, it's just like, I know why they did it, mm -hmm. you know, because they want to make money and, and make more movies and, and kind of elongate as much as you can. And the trilogy is just a standard staple for so many years to do it. But if you can do it in two movies, you know, like do it in mm -hmm. two movies. And so it's that's why I feel like it. The second film felt like just kind of like filler and like not it was great filler. A tape from the first to the third one, like exactly. a bridge for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I especially so because we didn't mention this, but early on in the film, there's a lot of uh, uh, flashbacks with yeah. um, the original killings. And then you, they even kind of rewrite a little bit of history with Deputy Frank because Deputy Frank was like yeah. a rookie yeah, as yeah, a yeah. cop and had a chance to kill. Mike Myers and there's that scene where the elder his buddy cop who's like an elder statesman cop Michael Myers has him around the neck and he's like you know deputy is trying he's to shoot like, him <laughs> and he's shaking as he doesn't know what to do and it reminded me of speed where he's like just shoot shoot, shoot the him hostage in the leg, shoot the hostage yeah 
Um, and he ends up shooting his like partner in, in the, the neck. neck. Of all places, God. shooting him in the neck. He feels terrible and he, he tells Lori, he's like, you know, I had a chance to kill him, um, but it never happened because I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Final thoughts. Anything else you want to add? I'll just summarize it this way. Um, the kills were awesome. I thought they were an upgrade from the 2018 version. And even David Gordon Green says, I'm in a title movie called Halloween Kills. I need to deliver. So the kills I thought were really great. Uh, Story-wise, super clunky. Um, If you're a fan of the Halloween series, I'm sure you're still going to go see the movie anyways. But I almost feel like if you see the 2018 version, you can almost skip this movie and then just go to the last one. And I think you'll be fulfilled and won't lose any of the big uh, hit points. I agree. Um, Because... Yeah, pretty much like you were saying, the kills were great, which I expected. I know when it was at Cannes, everyone was like, oh, it's just gratuitous violence. And you're just like, well, duh. Like, it's what did you expect? Halloween. So that was really great. There there are a few moments that we talked about that were good, like key moments that were good. But yeah, I think, you know, if you're a fan of horror movies, definitely go see it because it's always fun to see, you know, the new ones that come out, especially when it's such a legendary um, franchise like Halloween you kind of have to see it you can't not see it so I would definitely say go out and see it and you know make up your own mind about it but yeah it just feels like a shell of Halloween like it just felt empty like it needed a little bit more substance it needed a little bit more meat um, but the kills are great all killer can't no filler all killer no filler that's gonna wrap up our Halloween kills review. We hope you guys enjoyed it, and you know, definitely go out and see it, especially because it's spooky season, and we're gonna get a few more spooky movies out of October coming up soon. We're gonna be doing another review for a movie that's about to come out. If you want to know what the next movie is gonna be, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cut Movie Pod. We'll be posting pictures, um, stories from the day of, lots of fun stuff to go with that. And we're also, like Manny said earlier, going to be doing a live watch through of a movie that I've seen. A lot of you guys have seen. Manny hasn't seen. And I'm really interested to see what he's going to think about it and kind of the play by play on that one. And then at the end of the month, again, like Manny said, we're going to be doing our deep dive into a horror movie that has to do with one of the movies we'll be reviewing. So there's kind of like a link up there that you guys will enjoy. Make sure if you are watching us on YouTube that you're liking, subscribing, commenting, because again, all of that stuff helps the algorithm. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give it the five stars, give it reviews, because again, if there's no interaction, um, all these podcasts kind of get lost to the algorithm. So we need a lot more interaction from any of you guys that are listening. And we really appreciate everyone that's been listening for the past year. And we have a lot of great stuff coming up, you know, especially for holiday season. We have a lot of great uh, uh, movies to uh, do deep dives on. That being said, we really appreciate you guys listening. And we'll see you on the next one. Cut. That's a wrap. Bye.